0: Hi, I'm Steve, your host of It's All About Her. It's a show sponsored and inspired by Her Vodka, the vodka that gives half back to Her. I'll be interviewing women entrepreneurs in different phases of life and business, see what makes them tick, and what we might have in common with these successful women. Hello, everyone. In this episode of It's All About Her, you meet Heidi Mueller. She's the owner of Excelsior Candle Company. The Excelsior Candle Company is where she creates her scented candles using the old world process that calls for patience and commitment. We also learned some other interesting facts about Heidi. She sleeps in a mattress she made herself. Her dream is to own an alpaca farm and much more. I had a great time talking with Heidi and I hope you enjoy the conversation.
1: Hey Heidi. Hey. How are you? I'm great. How are you?
0: I am great. I mean, I'm not great. I'm kind of normal... uh, halfway fine. <laughs> fine do you ever get texts um from a friend or from someone your relationship with it that says they said how are you and when they say fine yes how I do you take that fine i don't yeah like because fine. it's not fine fine no. seems like something's wrong yes right i agree well, let's talk about your business excelsior candle company yes i love the name i mean Thank i know you. excelsior is a town but um
1: i live there. It's got a, yeah.
0: And you work there. And, I, and yeah. you have a business there. And I have a business. So tell me about, um, I, I was reading your bio, and um, you know what I found fascinating was the 65-pound wax melter. Describe that for me. What what is that what so, does that machine look like? <laughs> 65 pounds of wax, that's it's, a lot.
1: It's a lot. Yeah, my UPS man hates me. But it's probably about... Four feet tall, three feet around, and yeah, I can put a 65-pound box of wax in there and melt it. So it's pretty awesome. Wow. So I've gone from making candles on my stove and having all four burners taken over and not being able to make dinner or having wax in our dinner to having this wax melter down in my studio, so.
0: Right. So how many candles, so are you using like one wax for a lot of candles and then adding fragrance yes. to them? Or, so it's 65 pounds, how many candles do you get?
1: I can do 200 out of 200.
0: That. See, you knew that right off the top of your head. Yes. So you're really doing this business. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Um, <laughs> so what made you get into the candles?
1: I used to design jewelry, and I was sewing and repurposed furniture, and I did a bunch of stuff for 14 yep. years. And this was my last-ditch effort in crafting or doing something I loved. And I love candles. I burn it all the time. I love fire, Yep. just anything. And I thought, well, I'll try this, and if this doesn't work, I'll just do my day job and pack up all my craft stuff and be done. And so I started out as the vintage pyro, and I only did vintage containers, mason jars, barware, jewelry boxes, anything 40 years old or older. Really? And I did that for a year, and it kind of ran its course. And I thought, well, I'll rebrand and see where that goes. And because I live in Excelsior, I named it Excelsior Candle Co. And then that took off again, just the rebrand. So that was huge. And I just love it. I love coming home from my day job, going in the basement, and just pouring candles. So
0: this is um, this is kind of um, obviously it was a hobby, and now it's a business. Yeah. Was was there a point when it was obvious that um, your hobby became a business? When I mean, I
1: turned it into Excelsior.
0: Really? So when you um, and you have a studio and.
1: Yep.
0: Um, so when you turn it, so a year ago, so you spent nine years enjoying your hobby, find, trying to find a way, and this was your last chance. Right. It's like I'm. Would you consider yourself an artist? Because it seems like there's an artistic outlet that you were looking for in in the craft.
1: It's creating. It's mixing. I feel like a mad scientist half the time because I'm mixing scents and you have to figure out weights and you know you, how much fragrance you're going to add to the wax and it could turn it colors and really just coloring too so you if you melt wax and then you gotta let it sit and then you put the color in first you gotta mix it up and then yep. you can add your scent to that so okay. there is a science to it sure that you're creating and i create all my own labels and i print everything and i cut everything out and
0: is it hard to get a consistent um scent a consistent candle that is putting out the same scent or do you have it down to a science i think
1: down. Okay. So it took a little while. There's some ones that it, my daughter hides in the bedroom because she just she can't stand anything pumpkin.
0: Oh, really? So, She
1: hides. She's out of there. But
0: so pumpkin. Um, well, that's a big that's a big flavor in right now. And so are, are you doing a lot of pumpkin?
1: I do, but I add cedar wood to it just oh. to cut it because I'm not a huge pumpkin person sure. either.
0: Okay. So what is what is the um, what does it mean when you um, say the old world process? I mean, is that are you making candles like they were made? You you know, hundred years ago? Or? No,
1: you know they used to use lard, and they still there are still oh, really? candle makers that use lard. Yep, they didn't waste anything. You know, especially really? out on the farms, they would yeah. use lard, make the candles, and
0: Oh that remind. Yeah, that was. So, I was gonna go back to the, um, what was that movie with um, Brad Pitt, where he used to take the he used to take the fat from um, liposuctions and and. It, he'd get it out of the dumpster. All right, we probably don't want to talk about that. But he would make some kind of cosmetic. Um, it was in uh, Fight Club. Sorry, All right. we're getting a little off track. Wow, you really gave me a look there. Um, it's lard, isn't it? No. All right. Well, well, let's move on then. Um, geez, I feel I kind of feel like I offended with that one. No. Um, no, it just wasn't good, Steve. Thank you very much. No light bulb. Um, no, no light bulb. Um, so why does someone buy a hand-poured candle versus um, one manufactured and in a department store like Target or Walmart or something? I think um,
1: people really appreciate the handmade. Do it they? takes more time. And I use 100% soy and essential oils and essential oil blends, whereas a lot of those candles in the stores have paraffin. They might say that they're 100% soy or soy, but you really have to read the label because sure. there is paraffin in there.
0: Because a lot of them smell... I mean, to me, it's like, I don't know, it's like Febreze. It's like you're spraying a chemical. It's fragrance. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, it just doesn't seem good for you. And they're but,
1: adding additives to it. So sure. it changes everything in it. And okay. I don't have any additives.
0: So what's your, what's your biggest struggle, or maybe you don't have any struggles with? Um, I've seen you were in a bunch of stores. Um, you got some really quality um, retail spots. Um, how hard was that to get into?
1: So with that, I just walked in and asked who their buyer was. Okay. And it was just, it's very out of my comfort zone to sure. do that. And I just I had to do a lot of self-talking to go in there and it said, here we go, you got to go do it. And so just and just get that ball rolling. You go in, you talk yeah. with one person, and the Kowalski's are different. So you have to go into each store, talk to oh, each really? buyer. Oh, really? Okay.
0: So did you, um, so outside your comfort zone, so I, I often ask people... If they talk to themselves Because I'm a big talker to myself So um, And Myself is so cruel to me You know It's like When I'm golfing I'll talk to myself Saying I'm going to hit a good shot and myself will say No you're not You suck And um, so Do you have like This um, Way you go about Talking to yourself To get yourself Out of your comfort zone Of I mean you You're not outgoing enough That you can just walk Into a store and say Hey I want to sell you this And I'm great And this is how it's going to go Is that that's outside your comfort zone yeah right? well yeah. and if I don't
1: do it who's gonna do it right yeah and I want to grow and I want to do this and
0: so that's that's the part of being an entrepreneur that right. is you're doing so many different things but when you make it and you're big and you have someone that you send in that store now you can relate to them so but what is that talk when you go and when when you're trying to get outside of the normal Heidi what is that do you have, can you um,
1: I just I have to say that you know I can do this. It's going to be fine, and just that whole thing. If it's going to be a no, then it's a no. and It's a learning experience, and I right. talk to that person, cross it off my list, and I go to the next one. And it's just growth and you know building and getting myself out there.
0: I have tried to tell myself because uh, I've heard a lot of um, successful entrepreneurs say this: is um, go out with a goal to get people to tell you no. Right. And, um, and when if you go out with that expectation, it makes it a little easier. But there, I think there's a lot of little tricks to it. So, um, yeah. Do yes. you do you have someone in particular you go to for advice on your business?
1: I have, um, well, I joined the uh, Twin Cities Creatives and Collectives group. Okay. Which I yeah, love. I, I, and I, I heard I've that's met, a great group. Yeah, I met Kirsten there and I met other really great ladies in there. Brianne from Timber and Tulip and... And so, like Hagen and Oates, I talk to. Yep, Love they're them. great too. Yep. yep, and so I talk to them a lot, and then just going to these networking events, which takes me a little bit to get out to those, but it's really mm-hmm. beneficial to do all this networking. I try to go at least two to three times a week.
0: Do you feel like you're getting um, customers at the same time? Are they are they talking about your business or? Because I always feel like I feel like um, women in business are. Always trying to find opportunities to help promote other women's women in business. Do you do you agree with that, or I do you feel that?
1: I do agree with that.
0: Do you feel like um, do you feel a little obligated to help other women in business?
1: I don't think I feel obligated. I just feel like we should be helping each other. You know, just right. building each other up, supporting each other. It's all growth. There's enough opportunity out there to share and be involved in.
0: Is there is there a local group that stands out more than? Any others for uh, women entrepreneurs that are going on in Twin Cities right now?
1: Uh, I mainly just am in that one, and then the women's work.
0: Okay, what's women's work?
1: It's kind of a little quiet. I don't even want to talk about it because I oh. like how quiet. quiet.
0: Oh, you don't. Know, <laughs> we don't want to promote that one. Yes. That's kind of her hidden gem.
1: <laughs> I like that one.
0: Um, is there any? Is there any women in business that uh, were a role model for you? That. Uh, has uh, either that you've seen from a distance, or has kind of taken you in, saying, "Hey, here's what, here's what, how you want to operate," or anything like that?
1: No, no, all not you really, I just kind of.
0: Do you find that? Do you find that kind of discerning? Because to me, it seems like I can look back and see so many different men that were role models for me, and I wonder if it's uh, the difference between men and women I wonder if women haven't had a lot of role models I mean um, that are highly successful in business that that we look to or hear about or are encouraged
1: yeah I really don't I really didn't have one the only person I really look at was my dad growing up because he was such a hard worker yep and just have that work ethic and if you really want something you need to go after it and work hard for it it's not just going to come to you.
0: yeah I always thought I, I agree with that old school work ethic. Uh, it gets you a long way and I think I've been told by men and women um, that have given me advice is just go in and work hard and the rest will happen. Yep. I don't know if that's true because uh, nothing's really happened yet for me, but someday, <laughs> maybe. So if your business is uh, 100% successful, what is your what does it look like?
1: It will look like me being able to give back. And helping and supporting others financially, emotionally, and just, I really want to help others. I just want to build a community and, you know, people in need, just anybody, you know, business owners, you know, anybody out there who is struggling. And that's, that's me being. Do you
0: have any, do you have any fears about being in business? Um, Failing. Failing. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's our that's kind of our um, humanity, all the time. our humanity. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you. All the time. Um, I used to ask people, um, do you feel lucky? And I don't answer ask that question anymore. But what are your thoughts about when someone says you own your own business? You must be you you must be so lucky, or you're so lucky because you own your own business. And I and I think of and I don't know if this is true for you, but I mean, do you feel lucky when you're pouring wax at? you know, midnight to fill orders. I mean, do you still, and what do you say to people that say you're so lucky you own your business?
1: I don't think it's lucky. I think it's just happiness. And I found what I'm passionate about Yeah. and I'm doing it. It's really not about luck. It's just kind of,
0: I think I found that when I bring up the word luck, it, it, it resonates as a negative um, to most people. And I think that, um, because we don't want to, it's, you know, you didn't you didn't choose to chase right. you know for 10 years
1: um, I worked after for luck
0: it. yeah it's, you could have just played a lottery ticket every day to be lucky right. um, but yes yes you worked for it and you and you thought outside the box and you had to recreate yourself I mean I think it's a very uh, interesting story to um, well even you know for you to um, a year ago, you came up with Excelsior, and now and now you've really got a nice package, and it's it's working for you. Uh, and I always I always remember um, second second wind. Um, that oh, guy yeah. succeeded on his eleventh try. Right. I mean, and so that's kind of the that's kind of the entrepreneur, I think. Um
1: you of, don't give up. You just keep no. going. And it's not luck. It's work. It's hard. It's work. work. It's yeah. Long hours. You get
0: to a point where you do it so long being an entrepreneur like. Um, myself is I don't know how I would fill out a resume or get a job <laughs> I don't have any skills um, alright so we'll, let's ask some personal questions because I right. now I'm really curious because of our talk uh, prior to starting our interview if you don't answer this the way I think you are I'm going to be a um, wasted question <laughs> what is your favorite animal alpaca perfect
1: <laughs> Love them.
0: So, I want to hear about, because um, I don't like to hear too much about the interviewee, um, if that's what, the right terminology. But when you said that, and you just lit up when you talked about owning an alpaca farm, tell me what that means to you, and tell me, do you have any um, path to making that
1: happen? That's me also being successful, yep. is that I can afford this alpaca farm and then have a bunch of alpacas, and I already have them named, so they're all George.
0: They're all George? Yeah, they're all George. Are they going to be George 1, George 2, yes. or just all George? Yeah,
1: they're all Georges.
0: <laughs> okay. And So what do you do with an alpaca farm? Um, alpacas, you um, shave them.
1: Yep, you can shave them. You can make hats and mittens and socks and scarves and pillows and.
0: You've you've thought this through oh, yeah, a little I'd, bit, right? I got a plan. How many acres do you need for?
1: Uh, probably, I'd like a hundred acres. A hundred. I would just like a nice small house, like those yep. tiny houses you just put on the wheels, and when I want to. Oh, a tiny house. T- you know.
0: Okay, a tiny house and on a hundred acres, and how many alpaca would that be, then?
1: Like sixty. Sixty. Sixty Georges. Sixty Georges.
0: <laughs> that is. Is there any uh, significant uh, significance to the name George?
1: No, I just always like. You the just name like George. George. You know, like on um, Bugs Bunny when he's like, I will get him and I'll call him George and I will love him and. Oh yeah, yeah. So.
0: All right. Well, I think a lot of successful businesses have been planned around um, cartoons. So I think that would be awesome. <laughs> well, I really, I really um, love. When people light up, and you lit up when you talked about alpaca. But when I wrote down favorite animal, I thought, oh boy, she may not. Maybe she likes dogs better, and <laughs> alpaca is more no, of a business. I like so. All right. Um, what was your first job?
1: I worked at Deb's at Northtown. What's Deb's? It's a clothing store. Oh really? Yep.
0: Was it pretty cool? Were you yeah. like, is that a cool job? I actually got promoted day?
1: to junior manager within three months.
0: Really. Nice.
1: It was all right. It was in a mall. Are they you still?
0: Know. Are they still around? there's
1: still a thing. Oh, okay. I think.
0: I don't know. I I shop at Goodwill and um, what's the other one? Oh, I forget. The Arc Village, Arc Valley Village. Yeah. Um, all right. So you put down, and I was. I tried to read into this. I have three kids, one of each. Can we talk about them? So tell me, you have three kids? I have three kids. One of each. Okay.
1: So I have twenty two year old twins. Yeah. Boy and a girl. Yeah. And then my youngest is a girl. Okay. And Chandler's in the Air Force, he's stationed in Osan, South Korea right now. And Sadie's up north living in Superior and Hannah's a senior this year.
0: Okay. So what do you mean by one of each? Oh. Because one boy twins. one set of twins and uh, okay all right. one
1: single
0: yeah I, well I didn't know where that was gonna go I was like uh, we I thought maybe we had a um all right let's move on I, where did you grow up
1: I grew up in the Halloween capital of the world Anoka yes
0: did you how was it growing up in Anoka very culture a yeah. lot of culture up there yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: that's why I left <laughs>
0: I don't want I to. I just wanna, love Halloween. Yeah, you love Halloween. Do you love
1: Halloween? I do. It's my favorite holiday.
0: Is it? It's my wife's favorite holiday, too. And we have not. We're trying to figure out costumes for this year. Because I don't typically go, but, you know, above the brewery, he has big um, Halloween parties. So I was thinking with my hairline, I could do a little Jack Nicholas. Or is it Nicholson? Whichever one's the movie star, not the golfer. Because I have. I got that peak going on. So, um. What do you love to do when you're not dreaming of alpaca, working, or waxing?
1: I like hiking. Hiking? Hiking and reading.
0: Hiking and reading? Yeah. Where do you go hiking?
1: Anywhere. Anywhere around here? I like the North Shore. I used to have a coffee shop up there in Beaver Bay. Oh, did you? Yep. So I love it up there. You know, Gooseberry Falls, that area.
0: Oh, Yeah. It must that must have been fun. You meet a lot of people up there. Yeah, I and, loved it. Yeah, um, I was going to ask if you talk to yourself, but we already discovered that you do. I do, um,
1: and I sing a lot, just to, in the car.
0: All right. Do you have a good voice?
1: No. Yeah, doesn't. <laughs> so let
0: me ask you about that. I mean, so I I'm horrible at. I love singing. I mean, I always wanted to play my guitar and sing, and I've been playing guitar since fourth grade, and I peaked in fourth grade. I was I was. I got voted best songwriter, best guitarist. Um, I had two girlfriends. Wow. And then ever since then, I, but I've never got better at guitar since fourth grade. I just play the same songs and I sing the <laughs> same stupid stuff and make up songs about my friends. But so do you, do you ever have a desire to go up and get on stage and sing?
1: I've done karaoke twice and it's been Patsy Klein. Because I love Patsy Klein. Are you good at
0: Patsy Klein? Can I, you pull yeah, that I can, off?
1: I could sing that. But. Well, and... So that was in Alabama. It. I don't think I'll do it again.
0: <laughs> uh, so, um, do you have a routine when you get up in the morning? Same thing you do every morning?
1: I go through my phone right away. It's a really bad habit. But as soon as I get up, I'm in Instagram and planning my posts. And
0: that Instagram is a lot of work. It is. Yeah. But that's
1: my main marketing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kirsten came home today. Hey. And she said, I have to have a post out by 4. And I said, well, it's only 4 after 3. And she goes, it takes me 45 minutes. It, I I'm. I cannot believe how much work it takes to put a post out. It is a lot of work. Yeah. But that's your voice to your um,
1: the brand. to your fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: For sure. Are you close with your parents?
1: Yeah. I see them.
0: Are you closer, um, growing up, or are you closer with your mother or your father, one or the other?
1: I was closer to my dad. Really? He was a big yeah, daddy's girl. He used to call me Pumpkin. That's my nickname. Really? Yeah.
0: Is that why you don't like... Should we call you Pumpkin?
1: That's no. <laughs> <laughs> why I like Halloween. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, do you have any siblings?
1: I have two. So I, I'm a middle child. Okay. I have an older brother, my younger brother. They're, my older brother's four years older than me. My younger brother's two years younger than me. And they all live close.
0: Really? Um, close. In Minneapolis? Uh, Minnesota?
1: Egan and St. Louis Park. Oh, yeah.
0: They are close.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, How would someone that does not like you describe you?
1: Uh, Charming? Be aggressive.
0: (laughs) Really? Are you aggressive?
1: I I don't think I am, but sometimes I get people that say that. Really?
0: In what way are you aggressive? Because you seem very mild-mannered.
1: I think maybe because... I used to play volleyball, sand volleyball, yeah. and I would yell at people. And oh, really? Maybe push them aside. So you
0: get, so when you're, um, <laughs> <laughs> so are you competitive then?
1: I'm, I'm very competitive, okay. especially when I drive.
0: Oh, boy. You're, okay.
1: So you just better let me go first. You just let then, you go first? Then you can go.
0: Where, did you play uh, beach volleyball down at Calhoun a lot?
1: No, no. I okay. played out at Mama G's.
0: Oh, really? Where is that?
1: Uh, Corcoran. Okay.
0: Okay. I used to play at Calhoun, and I drove by. I would go pick a buddy up from um, work, and we'd play at lunch, and then he would never go back to work. And I don't know how he kept his job. When I was, I mean, we're talking in the in 90s, early 90s. And that, the Calhoun um, courts were always full, and now I drive by and nobody plays. Yeah,
1: nobody does.
0: Yeah, it's, I think it was all about Top Gun. When Top Gun came out, <laughs> two-man volleyball, I'd be out there in my white T-shirt and my oh aviation glasses and Oh boy, um, what do you have for breakfast?
1: What did I have?
0: Do you have a normal, everyday breakfast? I usually
1: don't eat breakfast. I will if I have anything. I love peanut butter toast with like jalapeno strawberry jelly.
0: Jalapeno strawberry jelly. I love
1: jalapeno. Really? Jalapeno in my drinks and my food. Yeah.
0: Really? Wow, that's interesting.
1: It just reminds me of that movie, Table Nineteen. Have you seen that? Is no. It Table 19? Yeah, anyways.
0: Making a lot of reference to a lot of shows, but we don't know what they are.
1: Just watch the movie.
0: Just watch the movie. Yes, ma'am. I'm on <laughs> it. Yeah, there's the aggressiveness coming out already. Um, so, as a teenage girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I wanted to be a corporate lawyer or a fashion designer.
0: A corporate? Wow, you just wanted to be a woman with power. Corporate lawyer or a fashion designer?
1: Yeah. Really?
0: Why do you think it was, why do you think there was such a um, range? I mean, there's, there's I, a quite different jobs.
1: Because I love creating things, yep. and I've been sewing since I was nine. Really? Yeah, I didn't have any store-bought clothes. My grandma sewed all my clothes up through. I was in ninth grade when I finally got my first pair of store-bought jeans. Really? Super excited about that. But yeah, I used to sew all the time. And so did you? I still sew.
0: Did you think that was cool back then? Yeah. Or did okay? Because. Um, I could see where you think, oh, I want store bought clothes, and then looking back, like I didn't know how cool that was, because that sounds cool to me right now. But but when I was I was so insecure in school, I don't. I just want what every other kid has, so I don't stand out.
1: It's funny because I really stood out. I would wear poodle skirts. I remember this poodle skirts in sixth grade, and then I had this like purple one piece jumper with strawberry shortcake. Like ribbon around my waist and just the goofiest, oddest things. Wow. Very eclectic. And it's that funny is because cool. I have friends that come to me now and they're like, Heidi, I you remember your your handmade clothes. And yeah. I'm like, I wasn't so into it back then, but now, you know.
0: Now you have an appreciation for yeah. it now that you're older. And you look back. And I just think you have an appreciation for. I mean, I, I had some. Um, I talk about, you know, buying at Goodwill and stuff like that. And I don't think. In my 30s, I would have done that when I was, or my 20s, because you would be embarrassed that you don't, that you can't afford to go to a um, store. And now we look back and I think, think of all the money we wasted buying things because they were important to other people or or to impress other people. So, um, do you ever think about mortality?
1: I do all the time.
0: You do? Tell me more.
1: I'm very morbid in my cleaning. Whenever I clean, morbid
0: in your cleaning, okay. When yes. I
1: clean the house, I look at everything and I think, if I died today, yep. would anybody care about this? And then I'm like, nope. So I chuck it or I donate it, and really, that's how I go about. So it's
0: that's so you kind of um, you get a little morbid, <laughs> and then you purge. Yes. Okay. That's how do you feel once you um, let that object go? Is there a? Is there? I feel good now. Relief? Do you?
1: There was a point where I would. Like, just put it in a little pile, and then, it, you and know, then, okay. that pile got bigger. And, but now I, that's just how I think about it. If I die today, is anybody going to care about, you know, right. whatever? and No?
0: Is there, is there objects that are you do have a sentimental attachment to that you would want to pass on to your children, or you think people would want?
1: I have a sewing machine collection from my grandma. How many you got? I have, I have probably 12 sewing machines and four sergers.
0: Really? 12 sewing machines?
1: Yeah. I have a little problem. Do you want they're bar- all my grandmas. Do
0: you want to borrow me one?
1: Do you need to borrow one?
0: Well, I don't think I could run an old sewing machine. But I would like an. <laughs> I, I've been wanting a new... I had a business once when I made hats. And so I had a sewing machine. Huh. And I would buy... Um, there was a... Uh, I went to Seattle and found a... Saw this hat. It was a mambo sock. And what it was was just a piece of flannel that had a little um, string through it. And it was like a tube. So you put it on like a um, like a bandana, but you tuck the back in to the string tie, and you spit. Oh, that's cool. And it was for skiers and stuff. And and um, and so I actually sold it to a store up here um, on Lake, a little boutique, and sold some. And um, but it, I don't know, I was young and I got distracted after that. But but it was fun, and I had fun sewing, and I was I've always wanted a sewing machine again. But but enough about my sewing machines, please.
1: I used to be oh. an industrial sewer really? at Select Comfort. That was my first like big girl job. And I remember when I interviewed for it, and they took me out on the manufacturing floor, yep. and I started crying.
0: Why? Because
1: it was just sentimental was manufacturing, and it was just...
0: A little scary? It was my
1: first real job. Sure. Now. I was kind of freaked out. And, but I love sewing. I actually have my own bed still that I sewed at
0: really comfort
1: yep i made a cow pillow top bed that i sewed and all you by sewed myself it? Yep. wow
0: that is pretty cool not So that a, i'll keep forever i don't know anybody else will <laughs> say that Wow. Well, once the bed bugs you gotta watch you no can't keep bugs. forever come on um, have you seen the studies about what our skin does to a bed i know okay but enough said i'm not gonna go Vacuum there that. um <laughs> what makes someone interesting to you what it what attracts you to someone
1: Personality.
0: Personality. So 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 they have to have one? Yeah, they have to have
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cool, I'm out. Um. Just uh, charisma, uh, zest for life, and wanting to do stuff, especially outdoors, and just sense of humor, too, because they have to, you know, deal with me.
0: Right. Well, and I think sense of humor helps in so many situations when, especially in a relationship or as a friend or whatever it is. Um, because they help you when things aren't good. If you can come up with right. something to um, <laughs> relieve to some pressure, or lighten it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't come up with the phrase "lighten it up," but thank you for doing that for me. No problem. So, oh, I never asked you your favorite food. Corn. Really? Just like that? Corn. I love corn. Any type of corn? Every just
1: corn. Any corn. Cream style? Yep.
0: Corn, corn on, the cob? on the cob. So, all right. Let me ask you this though, because this we're we're over 30 minutes, which is awesome. Um, let me ask this about corn the cob. Have you ever made it in the microwave? No. I'll tell you what. I saw it, you know, where I get all my cooking um, ideas from Facebook. You just take it and set it in the microwave. Now, Kirsten does it, so I think she does it. She puts two in because I'll work the grill, making a burger, and she'll say, just give me five minutes. And she'll put it in there for five minutes. I think it's five minutes for two of them or three, two to three minutes for one. And microwaves it, hands it to me, puts it on my plate, and I take it. All the all the um, what's that silk comes the off husk the, yep. the husk. It all comes off perfectly, and it's perfect. Put butter on it, and you're good to go. Isn't that weird? That is weird. You gotta try it. I think the season's over though.
1: I'll do it.
0: So it was this interview? Um, <laughs> Segway. Thanks, Steve. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> hey, is there anything else you want to say to any of your? If you had a fan that was. Um, you wanted to become a fanatic Heidi fan. Is there anything that you would want to say about your business or yourself that you, we didn't get to?
1: I do want to say I had a friend that passed away this summer from breast yeah? cancer, I'm so sorry. I have a candle that I have named after her. It's called the Sarah Candle, the and Sarah it's her, candle. two of her favorite scents, peony and rose. Okay. And I'm taking half of the proceeds for this candle and donating it to her kids' education fund.
0: Alright, so we are going to, um, we'll promote that and we'll promote it um, as a hashtag too and I'll uh, mention something in the intro when we put your podcast out. Thank you. Um, well, thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you did a great job. Thanks. This is, it's pretty fun. It's it is fun. sitting here and talking and it goes by. So, thank you. Thanks, have a good day. Bye-bye. Thanks to Heidi for the great conversation. Check her out at ExcelsiorCandleCO.com. Be sure to click on all her social media links. A big thanks to Nicker Wiles in Uptown for the great food and drinks. A huge thanks to you for listening. If you want to help this podcast out, please give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to tell your friends if you like the show. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. Talk to you next time.